bonus episode of independent thought for today's bonus episode had to switch up the content a little bit so originally we were going to have two different episodes for this particular episode i had mentioned in previous episodes i was planning on doing a bonus episode and another episode before the season ended and I had one bonus episode lined up for you. It didn't pan out. Had another one like in the queue for you. That one did not pan out, but I promised a bonus episode. So I'm here to deliver. Uh, So I will get to that in one moment, but quick little update. Uh, Thank you to everyone who's been checking out the episode on the invasion of Ukraine. Um, Russia invades Ukraine is the last episode I put out had quite a few people reach out to me about it since then. Thank you so much. Uh, I also want to note that for those of you who follow me on Instagram in particular, I've had some people reach out and talk about how the uh, coverage I've had recently has been very Ukraine heavy. I There is a really good reason for that. One, um, well, just to start off with, I'm not going to apologize for that. Uh, people are dying. That's kind of the big news in the world right now. But also, As I'm not an investigative journalist myself, I'm just a person who commentates on the news. I rely on the major news networks and news publications to produce news for me to comment on. And mostly every outlet is talking about Ukraine basically exclusively. So that is just the news right now. For those who are a little more interested in that, I would like to say that we will have a little bit more about that in one moment here. But before we get to that, I want to just, again, note that alongside of this bonus episode, there'll be one more episode before this season ends. It'll come out later this week. There'll be a brand new format going forward for season five. It will be as follows, where I will have three segments a week, uh, hoping to do Monday, Wednesday, and Friday basically just taking these episodes and splitting them into threes going forward. So you'll have my solo segment on, on Monday, uh, guest segment on Wednesday, and then I'm introducing a new segment called News of the Week, which will come out on Friday. That is the current plan, I, and hopefully we'll be, we'll be sticking to it, but we will kind of leave that for April. That is when I'm projecting that that will begin to start to develop. As far as what I want to talk about right now is concerned, YouTube content. In the meantime, there will be lots of content coming on YouTube. There will be plenty of bonus episodes, panel discussions, a lot more interviews coming on YouTube. So if you are not already, please go subscribe to YouTube. Our bonus episode today comes from YouTube. It was a discussion that I had on my channel, which I had said would be exclusive to my YouTube channel, but in the spirit of producing the bonus episode that I promised, 
I'm bringing it to you all now. So I took a clip from a previous panel and that will be our bonus episode for today. It was a couple months back and the topic of discussion was whether or not sex work should be legal. So that will be the conversation you're going to hear after this quick break. But I also want to say for those of you who are interested in hearing more about Ukraine and the conflict and the invasion, I held a debate panel. I held two of them actually on Twitch this past weekend. And both of those panels will be up on my YouTube channel within the next day or two. Uh, so again, please go over to YouTube right now and make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss when those videos come out. We had 10 different people come on these two different panels, lots of great conversations, uh, people who were on both the left and the right uh, politically. We, we even had two people on who are running for public office. One of them is running for Congress. Uh, so definitely go and check those out when they come out. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we are going to have that clip of a previous panel discussion, whether or not sex work should be legal. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after this break. Betty's Divine is a locally owned boutique on the magnificent hip strip in downtown Missoula, Montana that has been a fixture in the Mountain West since 2005. We have a fondness for vintage inspired clothing, shoes and accessories for humans, as well as the real deal found in our vintage department, Divine Trash. Betty's Divine presents a snapshot of Northwest styles with an emphasis on street, skate, surf and rock and roll culture, as well as Americana classics. Alongside a radical selection of clothing, Betty's Divine offers a damn fine array of shoes, jewelry, records, and accessories to satisfy any taste, whatever your age or vibe. You can count on us to prioritize financial, social, and environmental responsibility without sacrificing the look. Visitors enjoy a lovely atmosphere, dreamy tunes, and the best customer service in the West. And you can shop us online at Betty'sDivine.com. thought listeners has this past year helped you rediscover your creative and crafty side well then you're going to love our sponsor for today's episode bathing beauties beads is a full service bead shop in the heart of downtown missoula whether it's seed beads semi-precious stones vintage beads or just materials to make a project they have something for every person and every price range not from missoula don't worry they have an extensive online store and they will ship directly to you whether you're a beginner or a pro, they'll welcome you and help you make your next project a reality. You can find them online at Bathing Beauties Beads on Instagram and Facebook or at bathingbeautiesbeads.com. And don't forget to use offer code INDEPENDENTTHOUGHT at checkout to save 15% on your order. Welcome back to another episode of Independent Thought. I am your host, Desmond Price. And for today, we are having our third discussion panel, debate panel. What am I calling these things? Fresh faces, help me out with this. What am I calling these things? I always call them debate panels. I call them a debate panel. Okay, so we are having our third debate panel. This is my first one exclusively on YouTube. So for all of you YouTube subscribers out there, thank you so much for being here. First and foremost, I'm going to want to introduce all of my panelists for today's episode. I'm going to start over here to my right. 
going to introduce Zach, the host of the Plaid Jacket Philosopher podcast, making his second appearance on Independent Thought. How are you doing today? Good. Thanks for having me. I'm, uh, I'm excited. I'm hoping that nobody hears my kids screaming in the background, but uh, yeah, I've tried to do my best to limit the noise in here. <laughs> but uh, yeah, thanks for having me. I'm, I'm excited to, to do one of these. I like listening to them, so it'll be fun right. to be part of one. Excited to have you on here. Always going to get some new people in here. We are now also introducing Erlene Elise Mango. How, how are you doing today? The host of the Shall We Proceed podcast. You're the host of how many podcasts are you hosting now? We're not going to discuss how many, uh, but shall you proceed? And I made this bed podcast. Hello. Welcome. Welcome everyone. Yeah. Like it's my show. Um, yeah, I do a lot. I do a lot, but I'm yeah, happy she, to be here. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. She is also making her second appearance on the podcast. So thank you again for being back on today. And also Rashida Green making her second appearance on the podcast the first time in a year. Thank you for coming back on the show. How are you doing today, host of the Crossroads podcast? I'm doing very well, Desmond. Thank you for having me on your program. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming back. And finally, Fresh Faces New Ideas, our residence panel uh, co-host. Yeah, co-host. No, just person who's been on a lot of these panels making his fourth appearance now. How are you doing today? Uh, are we not counting the, the one that uh, didn't happen? No, um, but yeah, I, I'm like semi-permanent. Um, I hope to be always permanent um, unless somebody else asks me and then I'll have to figure it out. But yeah, I am. Uh, I'm good. I'm happy to be here. I always enjoy talking to people always. Hey, so we are excited to have everyone here. Thank for my panelists for being here. Uh, before we get started, I just want to say if you have not already, please subscribe to the YouTube channel so that you can support the show and support us doing more panel episodes like this in the future. So now I want to get started right in with this. Our first topic for today's episode involves sex work and whether or not it should be legal across the board. So this conversation kind of comes on the heels of what happened about a month or so ago when OnlyFans uh, went ahead and they were going to ban all pornography on their sites. Uh, they then went back a few days later and changed their opinion and decided to allow it to continue. This was after they said they were receiving pressure from credit card companies and from banks. They said specifically that banks like JP Morgan and Bank of New York uh, actually blocked payments from them uh, for the content that they had on their sites, as well as there have been conversations going back even a year or so ago when presidential candidates Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren called for decriminalizing all of criminal offenses in regards to prostitution. So the question that I have here, and I'll kind of open this up to however you want to take it, whether you want to go the prostitution angle or the OnlyFans angle, should there be so many restrictions on sex work in America, in the, around the world? Uh, why or why not? I'm going to open this up actually first to Erlene, if you want to start off with this conversation. What do you think should be how we treat sex work in America? Uh, thank you for picking me to go first. Um, I feel that I don't have a definite on the feeling of it because there's so much gray with it and it's so dangerous because it's not regulated. But I like the fact if we legalize it, it takes back ownership of the woman and control, right? But with everything else going on with the trafficking and all of that, I don't really know if I would want to legalize it, but I also don't agree with it being an OnlyFans 
with the sex selling of sex and the pornography. So I'm really not sure yet how I feel about it. I would, if I legalize it, I like the fact it brings it back to the woman because everything, everything happens to her. The charges are heavier on her, all of that. But yet the advantage taken on women right now who are in this industry, it, it brings it back to, if I want to do this, I can do this. Not that you're forcing me, if that makes any sense. Okay. I'm going to throw it over to Zach now. What is What are your feelings on this issue? Do you believe that we should be having so many restrictions around sex work? Um, I don't think so. I mean, I think, and again, this is like, who knows about unknown repercussions that come with this, especially when it comes to the trafficking, I think is obviously the scariest and darkest part of it. But if you did at least decriminalize it um, or legalize it, I think that you're at least going to be able to give protection to the women involved in it as a, and take that power ideally out of, you know, the, I, I don't know, whoever's the handlers of them and, and that kind of stuff. Like hopefully you can take power away from them. They'll be able to kind of take it back themselves and be in control of their own. Well, at that point it would be considered a business. So they'll, they'll be able to have control of that. As far as only fans. I mean, I think that, ultimately they just crumbled because they all all of a sudden lost a ton of money and that that's the only real real factor for only fans pivoting on that i don't think it has anything to do with any morality or anything like that it's just they were going to lose all of their customer base so i don't know to me i think that people should be able to do what they'd like with their body and that includes you know even if it's something you don't personally agree with they they should have that right to and they should be protected under the law they should be able to you know be afforded the same rights as as anybody else doing any kind of entrepreneurial work. Okay, thank you for that. And now I want to start with Rashida. You are next. What are your thoughts on whether or not sex work should have as many restrictions as it does currently? Well, I don't believe that sex work should be uh, criminalized. Um, obviously, the the largest impact, as we've all kind of touched on, are to the actual partakers, not from the partakers themselves, but the the women who are, or the men as well, who are engaging in the activities or the sex work itself. And so as long as it still kind of remains this hidden thing or this taboo, it makes it easier for those, not all, but some people to induce harm or cause harm. So if we're going to change anything, I mean, that's to the purpose. And I know that sex trafficking is, is a major, major problem, especially here in the state of Maryland. It's, it's horrifying um, the amount of sex trafficking that occurs here. Um, but I think we have to still be able to begin to have that conversation and kind of separate those things out a little bit um, as best we can so that we can actually target uh, the folks who are perpetrating and, uh, and you know, obviously engaging in, in, in human trafficking and those that actually just want to be able to have their, their entrepreneurial right, you know, to, to work. So. Absolutely. And for our final opening statement, Fresh Faces New Ideas, what are your thoughts on this? Should there be more restrictions on sex work no i mean it should be uh, legalized it should be um it shouldn't be you know regulated in the same way because in the way that we do it now it's like regulating morality and we don't we don't need to be doing that it's 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 part of the reason why we no longer uh why gay marriage is legal because it was regulating morality um and also it's safer it's it's safer for the women to have the ability to go to the police if they are being abused it's safer for if you have sex trafficking it's safer for you to do that and not have to worry about being um being charged there was that story uh i don't remember if this is is still being litigated there was a there was a 16 year old girl i believe she was who was being sex trafficked and she killed the guy who was trying to rape her and then they charged her with 
being uh, a prostitute it when they went to the police so it's it's just it's safer for all the people involved except for those who are already doing things like sex trafficking which is already bad so it's it, it doesn't um it doesn't hurt anybody who isn't being uh who isn't already breaking the law okay so when I was first looking up this this conversation, I came across a video that NBC had did. This was about about a year and a half ago. And they interviewed two different people. They interviewed somebody who was, they interviewed two people who were both involved in sex work. I think one was in an escort service and the other one uh, used to be involved in prostitution. Uh, one of them had said that she thought that sex work of all kinds should be completely decriminalized because she thought it was in fact going to make it's safer for everyone involved. Now, the other person said that she thought that it should continue to be what it currently is because she thought that if it was decriminalized completely, that it would enhance the amount of sex trafficking that goes on, saying that there will always be more buyers than willing sellers. So now I'm going to kind of open this up a little bit here. I also, I want to throw in the fact that when MasterCard and Visa suspended their uh, suspended their contracts with Pornhub last year, they were citing similar reasons that Pornhub, for instance, was having too many instances of, you know, women, young women who were on there who were victims of sex trafficking. And that was the reason why they suspended their just like payment processing of Pornhub to which they still have not gone back with them. So now I'm going to open it up for open discussion here. Is that a concern whatsoever? I mean, is keeping it where it is right now illegal? Is that going to prohibit or I guess like de-emphasize the amount of sex trafficking that we're seeing across the country around the world, really? No. no. I mean, it has it just hasn't. <laughs> um, and as for the the Pornhub thing, they like nuked their site. Uh, the way they did it, they they the um the only way Pornhub works now is if it has to be like a verified account from either the the actress or i believe the company, company that there's like verified co companies that do this and that's how important so i think if in that way the issue would be um for those those processors to go back and check to see that they're following up with whatever their their uh um their due diligence is to make sure that those type of things are happening um it's that that look if if the the banks want to do that as a, as a way of leverage to try to stop this issue i'm fine with that if it ultimately leads to um you know safer sites but i think saying oh you know making it illegal will stop sex trafficking i mean do we have historical evidence to sh show that it hasn't and i think that the laws regarding kind of uh, minimum age are completely separate from the laws regarding sex work <laughs> in my opinion anyway um, you know, that's obviously important to make sure that everybody's of age. Uh, that's should be the utmost importance. And that's awesome that Pornhub did nuke their site and take care of that that way. I, I didn't realize how that had all settled out. Um, but then, I mean, yeah, sex work, it, I mean, it's often referred to as the oldest profession in the books. Like there's, there's no way around it. I don't think, I think that it's always going to be there. So I don't think um, by it being, if we, if we made it legal, I don't think it's going to increase demand. I think it's just going to hopefully increase the safety of those involved in doing it. Here's the thing. The, the reason why it will probably never be legalized, let's just have that, let's rip the bandaid off. The ones who are truly engaging in it do not want to be exposed because once it's legal, 
it's going to be public information and it, you're going to be able to see clientele, whatever. You can have privacy stuff you know, lined out, but there's going to be more access to who is actually um, hiring these workers, who is actually trying to engage in certain things they shouldn't be engaging in. And many people who are probably wealthy, political, do not want it legalized because when it's, once it's hidden, you have the leverage of keeping it quiet financially if you're paying for certain things you want done. So we can talk about this, but we all know that when it comes to trafficking, prostitution, and where the, the depths of the ugliness is, it's going to stay that way because they'll be too much exposed if you make it legal. If I'm wrong, please disagree with me. But all that other stuff, that's fine. But I don't think it'll ever happen because once you start finding out or realizing what you're paying for, what you're having to do, and you're realizing who's engaging in these things, they don't want that exposing, being exposed. I think that's a great point. Well, yeah, that makes sense. But the also the way to, to deal with that realistically, at least in a society that pretends to be a democracy would be to move the needle of uh, the populace in order for them to be more accepting of that. Because, look, it's not like these things we these things are happening. Um, I think there was just a story today. Now, I don't know how accurate this is because I haven't um, had a chance to verify it. But there was a so I'm not even bringing it up, but like we hear stories all the time of anti-abortion politicians having abortions, having their mistresses get an mm -hmm. abortion. Um, this is just because they're they're afraid of it. I mean, as long as you keep pushing for it and then there's going to be this is actually one of the, the positives to hacking. There was that um, fuck what's the name of that site. The uh, um, there was that one site where they let you like hire mistresses on the download and it got hacked. Oh, um, it? oh, I know Adam what you're talking Eve? about. Yeah. It, it, it wasn't Adam and Eve, but it was something, it's something like that. Something with the like, I can't remember what it's called, and I have right. To, like, everyone knows I what like I'm Ashley talking about. Ashley Madison. That's it. Ashley, Ashley that, was that was it. That was it. Yes. The shame like, that I know like that. things like that. <laughs> or, <laughs> like that's that's a positive to show who does this because the the goal, I guess, I, uh, you're right. Realistically, the the uh, the the um, the real barriers to it are the people who are trying to legislate morality, which you're really never going to get rid of because they're those people have been around forever and will remain around forever. Um, and then it's the people in power who have something to lose from that. So the, the goal is to pressure those people to to do the right thing. And eventually, you know, you'll have enough of majority that uh, either they're forced to do this or you can overwhelm them by getting them voted out of office to push it. But you have to first move the populace's ideology and and make them more accepting of that idea. It's the same way you do it with, we did it with gay marriage. It's kind of working with marijuana. It'll, you know, there's other topics where it's working like that. Yeah, All right. I tend to agree. Yeah, I think there's really just, I mean, we just have to really kind of keep moving the needle. And I would say decriminalizing is a, is a crumb on the road because if there's a difference, as I'm sure we'll probably get into later, between that and actually making something legal. So I think that there's room and we just have to, you know, whomever, the folks that are involved in the movement, will just have to continue to try to move the needle forward. All right. And one other quick point, too. If we're, we're, we're going to complain about the, the, the child sex trafficking, currently 44 states in the U.S. allow for child marriage, which is, which is um, anything under uh, 18. Uh, I think North Carolina just raised theirs to 16. So if we're going to oh. really complain about, uh, you know, child sex trafficking and child oh. exploitation, we should be taking a look at those type of laws and probably beauty pageants. 
for children are, you know, that might be a bad idea as well. Like, wh- like what exactly are you willing to draw the line on? Like, you, you know, you have, to, <laughs> you, have to, you have to, uh, you know, you have to call these both things out. Cause if you're like, okay, well, you know, I'm worried about the children. Okay. Then let's stop having them married at 14. Let's, you know, or, or Texas is a great example. Uh, I'm, I'm worried about the children. So they can't wear a mask, but if we, uh, they get raped, they have to carry the baby. Like it's, you know, what exactly is your, is your morality? And that, and that is the, the issue that we're going to run into is the people who are trying to realistically legislate morality. Okay. But the reality is, is that they can't legislate morality. And the other side of that is that they're not really trying to do that. It's just, it's more about using morality as that sense of level of control. It's just the, it's just using it as an extension of the state. Yeah. All right. Eventually, you know, we can, (laughs) we can, we can, uh, ultimately, you know, the dominoes fall. It's, it's all, and look, the advantage of this is, um, I'm clearly uh, younger than than everyone else here. Um, is the what advantage of this is, is, come on now. <laughs> All right, I apologize. I I look younger. Um, I, I can. Oh, few, all right, I, you all know, right. I apologize. I think you're you, digging yourself worse here. Yeah. Just all right. Move all right. on. Oh, let me say this: <laughs> younger generations than, than than me and everyone else. Uh, the younger generation, the the Zoomers and whatever whatever the the the, the generation after them is going to be more progressive. It's just the way it has been. And the advantage of that is, is with a generation that can start the building blocks um, because the, the generation in power is generally the baby boomers. And they're like, they have two national elections basically left in power. They're, they're, they're all geriatric at this point. Um, so, you know, you start laying the groundwork in, you start getting more of the politicians who are talking about these things. And then the, 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 the younger generations are like, hey, I, I don't see what's wrong with this. And that's that's how we start the stepping stones. Mm-hmm. Feels All like right. that's a great uh, transition into the next topic there, Desmond. It is a perfect transition <laughs> to the next topic. We are going to be going into our second topic for this conversation, which is... ending but that is the end of this particular clip for this bonus episode of independent thought if you are interested in hearing the rest of this conversation from this formerly exclusive conversation to my youtube channel head over to my youtube channel right now there's a link in the episode description of this episode and you'll be able to go to the playlist section and then panel discussions to hear the other four segments from this panel discussion that was from a couple months ago. Thank you so much for listening to this part of the discussion. We'll see you in the next episode.